Hey, what's going on, guys? Today, I want to talk about what I call slave talk. Uh, this is something that came up. Uh, Alicia and I were having a conversation yesterday, and I said, my God, I got to share this with my people so that those who want to uh, find a new paradigm can find one. So I'm going to actually explain what I'm talking about, and it has to do with, with what you do with your kids and training your kids to become slaves to capitalism and how you can avoid that slavery. So if you want to avoid putting your kids into slavery, just hang out. I'm going to spend a couple minutes and I'm going to give you some information that will change your life. So uh, buck up, Sebo, get comfortable. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, claiming the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, if you want to be here <clears throat> and you're not wanting to be more intelligent by the time you're done, uh, then you're solely welcome to get the fuck out. Uh, this is a place for people that want to do better. You don't have to be intelligent already. You don't have to have any education or or money in your pocket. You just have to want to do better. So I'm looking for the black people that are B1, that want to put our community first, and that actually want to break generational curses. They want their families to move forward. If you are in that category, put a B1 in the chat. Put a hashtag B and the number one in the chat uh, because that is our philosophy. That's what we believe in. <clears throat> Today, I want to talk a little bit about something that I, I talk with um, yeah, every every couple of days. Uh, you guys know I used to be fat boys. I, I used to look, I, I looked like a little bit like uh, I was on my way to becoming the human beatbox uh, a few years ago. I was, I was looking kind of Roland Martin-ish at the time. And, and, uh, and I met this beautiful black woman uh, who helped me fix that, right? Uh, Dr. Alicia, my wife, uh, who I love so much. Um, shout out to all the wonderful black women out there who are doing right by their men. And, uh, and she got me running. She convinced me to start running and uh, it wasn't something I wanted to do, but I said, God, I, I need to do this because if I don't start doing something different, then I'm going to uh, end up looking like a big, big bowl of Cheerios, right? I'm going to end up looking like the fattest thing in the world. And, uh, and so uh, I started doing all this running and basically literally every two days uh, I go running, I run about three miles and I don't run the whole time. I run and walk at the same time. Cause I really hate running to be honest with you, but I hate being fat. I, I don't like being sick. I don't want to die young just because of something stupid. So I do what I'm supposed to do. So literally <clears throat> three miles every two days is literally the difference between being relatively healthy and being obese. Like literally when I run, I think to myself, three miles is the difference between freedom and the slavery that comes with uh, with with obesity and un unhealthy uh, you know life and and <clears throat> and and all the other horrible things that happen to so many of our people uh, because we don't want to sort of make the investment in ourselves and so and I don't want to be in that category so anyway we were on one of our little three mile runs and I was talking to Alicia about. Uh, careers and, and what kids want to do when they grow up. <clears throat> and uh, and I've been studying the philosophies of Karl Marx. Marx, uh, I'm not a Marxist, but I, I actually appreciate some of the ideas of Marxism. Uh, I'm not a capitalist, but I do appreciate what capitalism can provide in terms of free enterprise. So I'm just black. I'm, I just take good ideas from wherever they lie. 
And so, uh, so one of the things we were talking about was, um, was, was what we talk to our, what we say to our kids when they're young, um, how we prepare them for the future. Uh, this is a standard practice. And, and again, you're not going to hear this. I don't think anywhere else. I don't think anybody's really talking about this. Um, you know, may, I don't know why, but they're just not. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and one of the things that I noticed is that when we're young, we really, really, really all sort of are committed to this idea of preparing our kids uh, to, for capitalist slavery. And uh, you guys have heard me talk about capitalist slavery before. Give me a yes or no if you've ever heard me talk about and explain it. <clears throat> you know, this idea, for example, that you're supposed to spend more time with your job than you spend with your kids, that you spend more time with your racist boss than you spend with your own family. Like just how weird and unhealthy that is. But we uh, we do it because we, we, we're just raised to believe that's what you're supposed to do. And so um, uh, and it wasn't until I got away from that. That I said, wait a minute, I, I was lied to my whole life. Like I didn't actually have to do this. I just thought that's what you had to do. So let me give me a yes or no on this question. <clears throat> How many of you were ever raised uh, where somebody said something like this? If you don't work, you don't eat. Give me a yes or no. If you ever heard, had a parent, I had a, my, my daddy would say that. My mother would say that. If you don't work, you don't eat. Boy, anybody in this house got to work. If you ain't got a job, blah, blah, blah. Give me a yes or no. If you grew up in a household where somebody said something like that, like if you don't work, you don't eat. Uh, you got to have a job, blah, 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 blah. You know, if you got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. Ain't nothing going on but the rent, right? And and, and that and, and, and I grew up with that, right? And th- those are the philosophies that I remember kind of embracing, you know, and I got that, right? Ain't nothing going on but the rent. Uh, you got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. And uh, and then, but then later on, you'd start, you start, I, I, you started becoming the, the critical thinking asshole, right? Because I told you guys, critical thinking is not that popular. So you start saying, well, wait a minute, ain't nothing going on but the rent. Actually, maybe we could say ain't nothing going on but the mortgage, right? <laughs> maybe we should maybe paying the rent is not something you want to do till you get older because if you pay rent over a 30, 40 year period, you have effectively bought a house for your landlord. I mean, process this, right? Millions of people say they can't afford to buy a house and they're told you can't afford to buy a home, but you literally buy a house for your landlord. If I was to take all the money that you spend in rent every single month over a 20 or 30 year period, do you guys know that that amount of money literally allows you to buy a million dollar house for your landlord? Uh, a person that pays, say, $1,000 a month in rent, which is actually low rent in Chicago, the tenant in the uh, in the condo that we own pays seventeen hundred or something like that. I forgot what it is. We just told them to set the we told the property manager to set the rate based on the market. Uh, so so if you pay a thousand dollars a month uh, over a, a thirty year period, and, and that landlord takes that money and invests it in the stock market, uh, that land that person could become a millionaire on your rental payments alone. Your rental payments alone would make that person a millionaire, right? Which would allow them to pass massive wealth onto their children. So so even when you have little things like this, and, and, and again, I want you to kind of understand how media is is is, an, is is a school system. Media is an educational system. That's why whites work so hard to own media. That's why the Jewish community made a, a power move by taking over so much media because they want to, they know that media is used to train people and to get them to think a certain way, right? So basically when they, even when they, even something as small as ain't nothing going on but the rent, like just talking about rent and not ever growing that conversation into talking about mortgages and things like that, that right there is a restricting kind of mindset. But but that wasn't even what I was talking about. That was actually just a thought I had actually as I'm describing this to you. But but then it's like, uh, so you, you got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me, right? Okay, um, sure. Okay, I, I, I don't disagree with that, right? I'm, I'm not saying that the, this is not anti-job, right? This is not to say jobs are for suckers or you stupid if you have a job. What I'm saying is that, when you're raising your children, here's what's here's what's happening, and I want you to pay attention to this. The Industrial Revolution, which happened over 100 years ago, was an effort by capitalists, wealthy people who own businesses, to um, 
basically find a way to convince the majority of American people and Europeans as well that working for a corporation is your sole purpose in life. Uh, they were raising you to become basically what I would refer to as economic hoes. Like seriously, like, and I, I really mean this, meaning in terms of being a resource that they can exploit. Uh, in Japan, remember, the, anybody ever see those movies where they talk about the geisha girls? They have these little girls where they literally tell them from the time they're little that your job is to grow up and learn how to please a man. So they, they their whole life, they're trained to, uh, you know, uh, keep keep a certain waist size. Uh, they do things with their feet to make their feet fit into little tiny shoes because the Asian men apparently don't like big feet, which I think that's strange. I don't get it, but whatever. And uh, and they and they train them, and the, and the girls grow up taking pride in becoming prostitutes. I, like they're like, my job is to please a man. That's the only reason I'm here. Just like that Eddie Murphy movie coming to America. Remember, he's like, so what do you like to do? She's like, whatever you like, right? right? Because she's been groomed and trained to believe that her sole purpose in life is to serve, you know, uh, King Jaffe Jaffer's son, Prince Akeem, right? Well, you're you're kind of raised the same way. You just don't even know it. It's it's so slick and subtle and, and, and almost uh, scarily beautiful. The way they design the entire educational system, design media, design culture, reshape culture, social engineering, to convince you that your sole purpose is to serve a corporation. Your sole purpose is to uh, pick a career. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, I want to be a. I want to be a truck driver. I want to be a. Uh, I want to be an accountant. I want right and. and, and and, and so so you you grow up defining yourself based on what you do for a living, right? Well, I'm important because I'm a lawyer and you're just, uh, you know, you pick up trash, right? Wait, 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 we're the same type of person. Maybe I'm a, I'm a terrible person. You're a good person, but it doesn't matter because I'm a lawyer and you're not. And that makes me better than you because I'm I'm high value because I have this money and blah, 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 blah right? Well, you know, it, well, I'm going to I'm going to challenge that thinking a little bit. And, uh, and actually, as we move forward, do me a favor. Take one second, please. Please take one second. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. We're building Black-owned media. Uh, but this is for people that want to do better. This is not for everybody. This is for the people that want to do better. So if you're not in that category, this is not for you, okay? Because I'd hate to block you later on because let's not even pretend to be friends. Because uh, let's just get past all that. Let's not pretend to be friends. Either either you're going to get on the train or you're not. It's okay. Go get on another train. All right, So, but everybody who wants to be on that train, who gets what I'm, where I'm coming from, Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button, uh, because we'd love to have you here. All right. So here's the um, here's where it came up when Alicia and I were talking. Right. So Alicia is a professor. She works for a university. Um, her family uh, is, um, you know, she didn't have a lot of money growing up, but her father was a college professor. Uh, and uh, and her family works. You know, they've had jobs and things like that. And my family has too. My family's the same way. Uh, I just accidentally discovered, you know, entrepreneurship and all this other stuff because I had to get away from white supremacy. I had to get away from racism. And I realized when I broke down and dissected my life, I said, you know, when I think about racism in my life, my number one threat is not, you know, dealing with a police officer because I would only get pulled over once every two or three years, and they give me my ticket and it would be fine, right? My number one threat was every single day going into an office with people that hated my guts. My number one threat was every single day dealing with the stress of being in a culture that I wasn't comfortable with. My number one threat was that every single day I was dealing with place a place where I was punished for being black. And I said, I got to get out of the situation. What's the best way to get out? Um, it's, it's to learn how to start a business, right? It's to learn how to build wealth. And so here's what I figured out. And this is important. I want you to understand that I think this is true for most people. So the same way earlier I was explaining to you, that literally that three miles every two days is is the is the uh, dividing line between um, obesity and, and health for me, maybe life and death. 
Well, for most people, if you pay attention, for most people, the difference, for about $4,000 is the difference between freedom and slavery. About $4,000 a month. Think about this. For most people, about $4,000 a month is the difference between spending your life serving the capitalist corporation and being free to really live your best life and to really pursue your purpose that God put you on this earth for that goes beyond what white people told you to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? This is a simple statement, but it's very deep. For most people, most people sacrifice their entire life, all their happiness, all the majority of their freedom for about four to $5,000 a month. It's not like you're making the sacrifice to become a millionaire. You're making the sacrifice to just have enough money to eat. Right. So so here's what I here's what I proposed to her. I said, maybe when you talk about children, instead of saying. What do you want to do when you grow up? Uh, well, let's get you an education so you can get a good job so that the corporation will take care of you. Why not do things early to put the child in a position where they have an economic endowment that will therefore allow them to have uh, that four to five thousand dollars a month that will allow them to be free? Because because there's a big difference in going to work every day and not going to work every day. A lot of you got a chance to see this during the pandemic. How many of you during the pandemic noticed all the things that were happening in the world when you were not were not at work? How many of you, uh, you know, had a change of view or change of just a change, a complete change of perspective during the pandemic where uh, even when your job was available afterward, you didn't want to go back? How many of you said, you know, this is actually kind of cool. I actually like sleeping in. I actually like being with my kids. I actually like being at home. I actually like not having to go and deal with these people every day. How many of you felt that way? How many of you? It's like a, like a bad, like 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 getting a break from a bad relationship. If you're if you've been in like a toxic relationship and you get a little break, and then your toxic partner shows up, they call you three weeks later after ignoring all your calls and they say, "I want you back," and you're like, "Actually, <laughs> actually, since you were gone, since you bring that up, let me tell you what's happened in my life since your old raggedy ass has has left." Right. Well, the same thing is true with this toxic relationship that you have with the corporation. Uh, you're in love with this because you've been trained uh, to want to serve the corporation. But then when you have a little break from that relationship, when there's an unnatural gap in in the, the continuity and the flow of that toxicity, you step away and you say, shit, I didn't even know life could be this good. I, I know that was how I felt when I stopped working. And I'm, I just I know I, I'd probably sound like I'm being mean to white people. If you're white, I don't hate you. I just don't like you telling me what to do. Um you know, but 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 really, when I got away from that, and I was like, "Wait, you mean all this was here the whole time, and I didn't even know it?" I want to call my parents. Like, y'all didn't tell me shit. Like, what are, what are you talking about? You told me when I was a kid that if you don't work, you don't eat, and that you got to have a job, and you got to have a career, and you got to define yourself by what you do for a living. And I said, "No, no. You know what you need to be happy, to be free. Pay attention now. This is for the people that really want to get your kids. Make sure your kids are good." You have to have an endowment. That's all it is. What's an endowment? An endowment is something that is possessed by every uh, foundation in America, every corporation in America, every university in America, every every entity in the United States, every wealthy family in America has an endowment. What is an endowment? An endowment is simply a pile of resources, mostly maybe financial, maybe not, that will allow you to get what you need without having to sell yourself into slavery. The reason that most of our children have to sell themselves into capitalist slavery, and Powernomics breaks this down with Dr. Claude Anderson's book. Everybody should read this. The reason that you have to sell your children into slavery is because they do not have an endowment. 
And when a person does not have a physical endowment or a financial endowment that they can tap into, then what happens is you lean on your last resort endowment. You lean on what is called human capital. It's really no different from, from a little girl who, or young lady who's 20 years old, who um, doesn't have any education, doesn't have any, uh, any investments. Uh, nobody gave her any financial resources, doesn't have a husband to depend on, none of that. So what does she do? She leans on her human capital. She listens to a Cardi B song that says, shake it fast, get a little dough. Wait, so shake some ass, get a little dough, shake it fast, get a little mo. right? She realizes that there's one area that she's got that is worth, that she can trade for money, and that is her vagina, right? And then therefore she becomes whatever, right? So the same thing happens when you talk about going to work. The reason that you uh, have to define yourself by career and go work for these corporations uh, or whatever is because there's no other endowment that you have other than your physical labor. So you say, I sell my, I volunteer myself for slavery. That means I sign a piece of paper that says that when I'm on your clock, that I got to do what you tell me to do in exchange for you to give me the money that I need. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not anti-job. This is certainly not job shaming. I hope that this doesn't sound this way because that's not what the goal is. The goal is to really create um, what I call economic consciousness. See, we talk about the word conscious. Everybody uses the word consciousness a lot, right? But I don't think people really know. Most of the people that say conscious don't even know what consciousness is. Unconscious people love to say the word conscious because it's just another word. I want the people to say consciousness with intent, with a full understanding of what that means. Consciousness means awareness. Consciousness means taking that time to sit there and stare at something and say, what the hell? I'm, I'm conscious of you. I looked at my wife this morning and she walked in and she served me this plate of food that was really, really good. And uh, and I just looked at her and I just stared at her. And she's like, she's laughing, like uncomfortable, like, like, what are you staring at? And honestly, what was going on was I was like, I'm trying to make sure that I'm consciously aware of the fact that I have the honor of being served by such a beautiful woman. Like they, I want to really appreciate that. Like I want to take that in and internalize that. I don't want to overlook that. I want to be conscious of how much I love you right now. And, uh, and, and so I encourage you when it comes to life, when it comes to this game of life and understanding what it's going to take to be successful, I encourage you to really become very conscious of everything. Right. So so one, one thing I want you to be conscious of is when you talk about your children, your children do not need a career. Your children do not need uh, uh, you know, a job. Your children need an endowment. If you give them an endowment, they don't need a job. Because I told you, about 4000 the difference between freedom and slavery for most black people is about $4,000 a month. And so so if you want help at that, here's here, so let me just give you the how. I've given you the what and the why. Let me give you the how. If you go to the theallblackagenda.com right there, there's a free ebook I created. It's totally free. It does not cost you anything. You go to the theallblackagenda.com. There's something there that I've talked to you guys about before. Maybe you don't know about it. It's called the $5 a day investing plan. What the, and $5 a day is less money than it costs to buy a McDonald's value meal. So don't tell me that you can't afford to invest because everybody can. And basically that $5 a day means that if you have a newborn baby and you invest $5 a day for that child in a standard S&P 500 ETF, you don't need to talk to me ever again. You don't need to take a class from me. You don't need to do any of that unless you want to learn more. If you want to learn more, then I'm here. I teach my students every Tuesday, but you don't have to do all that. You literally could set it and forget it. If you invest $5 a day in a standard S&P 500 ETF, that money, statistically speaking, based on historical uh, data from the stock market, it will grow to about $29,000. In, in, by the time your child is 10, it will grow to a hundred and uh, about a hundred. I want to say $105,000 by the time your child is 20, it will go to approximately a quarter million dollars by the time your child is 30. There is no person, pay attention, 
There is no person anywhere with a quarter million dollars liquid in assets who has to work for anybody. You have a quarter million dollars liquid in assets. You ain't got to get up and do shit for nobody. What does that mean? That's huge. I'm not talking about buying a Lamborghini. That's that's shallow. Fuck that. Like get, get your Lamborghini. Who cares? I'm talking about the ability to wake up, live your best life, be completely free and to be happy, to really be happy and to not feel like you are a victim and to not feel like somebody else is in control of your life. Do not ever get to the point where you believe that white people are in control of your life. I reject that notion completely. I believe that you are in control of your life. So if you want to know why I brought this topic up, it's because it was on my mind last night. And I said, you know, let me go ahead and share this. And hopefully if some of you I know will take this to heart, some of you will apply this. So I get the satisfaction of walking away from this conversation, knowing that 30 years from now, there will be some kid, maybe hundreds of them, maybe thousands of them who will live a free and happy life because their parent watched this video. So please share this video with anybody you think can, can use it. And the allblackagenda.com, that's the URL on the screen. The book is totally free. It's, but this is easy stuff for me. You know, finance PhDs, we do this stuff in our sleep. But a lot of people don't know it. So I want to share that with you. All right, guys, uh, I'm out of here. Have a good day. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down, Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.